It is not uncommon today to hear people say things like, I love Jesus. He's a great teacher, a great philosopher. I'd put him up there with Socrates and Confucius and Buddha, and that's really high praise. But I can't accept that he's God. Now, there are several problems with this idea. Tonight, I'm just going to talk about one of them. One of those problems is that this, uh, the body of teaching that Christ gives us includes the teaching that he is God multiple times, that he's true God, true man, fully divine, fully human, second person of the most holy trinity made man, like us in all things but sin. He does this explicitly in the Gospels. For instance, in the Gospel of John, one example, he says, Amen, amen, I say to you, before Abraham was, I am. Abraham lived 2,000 years before Jesus walked the earth. He's saying, before Abraham came into existence, I am. And he's not just saying, I existed. He's using that sacred name that the Lord gave to Moses when Moses asked his name. He's using the name that was so holy that not just anybody could say it. Only the high priest and only once a year in Yom Kippur and Holy of Holies. That's Jesus explicitly telling us he's God, but he also implicitly and subtly communicates this reality as well. And we see this implicit um, explanation that he's God in our gospel today. He begins by saying, whoever loves father or mother more than me is not worthy of me. Whoever loves son or daughter more than me is not worthy of me. Now let's put ourselves in the apostles' shoes. Imagine you're, let's say you're in a class at Washburn, for instance, and a professor comes in, first day of, of the semester, hands out a syllabus and says, oh, by the way, if any of you love your family more than me, you can't be my student. You need to leave. Well, how, how would we respond? I can tell you what I would do. I would get my things and leave. I'd say, this guy's crazy. Who does he think he is? That is not what the apostles do. Not a single one of them leaves or objects to this language. It's crazier still. Jesus says, if you want to be my disciple, then take up your cross and follow me. Now we hear that in 2023 and we think, okay, Jesus is saying it's going to be hard to be his disciple, that we're going to face adversity and we need to offer that up. Yes, that is true. But that word cross would have stuck out like a sore thumb to anybody in the Roman Empire at that time. The cross 2,000 years ago was not a symbol of Christianity. It was a symbol of Roman brutality. Maybe the closest thing in our imagination would be the hangman's noose, but even that doesn't do it justice. Cross was a physically torturous way to die, but, but also a publicly shameful one as well. So bad was crucifixion, Roman citizens could not be executed by it. So what's Jesus saying? Not only must you love me more than the most intense of human bonds, that of parent to child and vice versa, not only must you love me more than that, 
You must love me more than the preservation of your own life. You must be, love me so much that you'd be willing to undergo this physically torturous and publicly shameful death. And a number of apostles would go that route and die by crucifixion. Who on earth could demand such loyalty, so to speak, who, who could demand that they be loved beyond family, beyond preservation of one's life? The answer is only God could demand such love. Why? Because we owe God absolutely everything. We would not exist had he not created us. And he doesn't create us and just let us go. No, he cares for us and sustains us in being moment to moment. We cannot take our next breath if he does not sustain us in being. The earth will not revolve around the sun if he doesn't sustain the universe in being. And on top of that, when we rejected him, when our first parents rejected him, he sends his only begotten son, the second person of the Holy Trinity, to save us from sin and death and the devil by going to the cross and offering his life in atonement for our sins. But here is the thing to keep in mind. Yes, we owe God everything, but we are made to love him above even the preservation of our own life. We are made to love him even above the love, the natural love, the very strong love that we ought to have for our family. You know, there's that famous line from St. Augustine. You have created us for yourself, O Lord, and our hearts are restless until they rest in you. The very purpose of our existence is to know, love, and serve God. And it's in loving Him that we find the rest we're looking for. We find the happiness and peace we are looking for. We fulfill our very purpose on this earth by loving God. That is the message he's conveying to the apostles here. So how do we do it? Well, there's a lot that we could say here. I'm just going to keep it basic and say two things. One, our time. If we love God, we will give him time. If we love God, Mass becomes a Mass on Sunday. Holy Days becomes not something to sneak in if it fits my schedule. It, it becomes the priority. Barring... Barring illness or an emergency, we go to Mass to worship God. But of course, we need to do this more than once a week. We ought to pray daily, and not a few hurried, mindless prayers before we fall asleep. We need to carve out time to speak to our Lord, to listen to Him, to reflect on His Word each day. So if time, we show um, what we value, who we value, by how we spend our time, especially our free time. And we ought to carve out time each day for God. Second thing is this. Jesus tells us in the Gospel of John, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. He gives us his commands not to give us a hoop to jump through. Um, he gives us a command so that we might become the saints he created us to be, that we might uh, be preserved from sin and its dangers. And we can show that we love him by trusting him and seeking to conform our life to his commands. Let us pray as we continue with Mass for the grace to love God above all else so that he can make us into those saints he created us to be and we can experience the good things he has in store for those who love him over the preservation of their life 
even over their families. 